The coming war against Israel, World War III, and why it matters. Good morning, everybody. It's the Great Reset Hidden Agenda on Grand Fork's Best Source. Brought to you this morning by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Austin says Barry and the team did a great job putting a deck skirt on my deck. It gave the deck a great finished look and helps keep my dog from getting covered in mud every morning. Would recommend them for any project, large or small. Tell you what, for that project you want done sooner than later, call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And make sure you call now for snow removal, too, from Executive Properties this winter, all right? If you have any questions or comments for myself, uh, David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition, or call us, uh, of course, Paul, the producer, feel free to call or text our number here, 701 701- 213-0863. Uh, you can also follow us on Rumble, too. All right. Uh, before we get going any further, it's time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. This one could either be about Joe Biden or um, maybe even myself. Uh, Joe Biden is like a web browser with 19 tabs open. 17 are frozen. And he doesn't know where the hell the music is coming from. <laughs> I didn't like that one. Okay. How about why is Joe Biden afraid of getting covid because he'd lose his sense of smell. All right. Well, that way he can't do any sniffing. Anyway, uh, there we go. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. First, uh, speaking of Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, um, his approval rating fell four percentage points in one month. Four percentage points in one month, down to 37%. Uh, no surprise here. Uh, CBS News did a poll. If Trump wins again, more voters foresee better finances and also staying out of war. Uh, yeah, I don't think there'd be any wars going on around the world right now if he was still there. Um, how about this one? The Biden administration, did you hear? They refused to sell American weapons to Israel unless it provided guarantees the guns would not be given to civilians living in the West Bank. Isn't that a crock of crap? And uh, finally, one more. Uh, CDC just announced only 7% of adults have got the latest COVID booster. <laughs> I think that is funny. 7%, and that new booster's been out a while. Uh, David Waterman, how are you doing today? Good morning. Man? I'm fine. Thank you, John. How are you? Good, 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 good. John, going back to that second to the last item that you read, could you please repeat that? Um, the, the guns would go, the gun one, yeah. Yep. Uh, the Biden administration refused to sell American weapons to Israel unless it provided guarantees the guns would not be given to civilians living in the West Bank. All I did this morning was I Googled Joe Biden news, and it was one of the headlines. <laughs> but isn't that so, something? So don't give, as long as you don't, so, but you, you know what, I've, I've got to give, give it to Joe Biden on this score. He's consistent. He doesn't want yeah. Americans to have guns to defend ourselves, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want Israelis to have guns to defend their, themselves either. Right. So yeah. he's at least consistent in that, right? <laughs> I guess so, I yeah. Mean, he doesn't think that free people, he thinks that free people should not have the ability to defend themselves. Yeah. What yeah. would have happened in Gaza, by the way, if every Israeli citizen who was attacked when, the, when, when Hamas mm-hmm. pushed across mm-hmm. the borders and started slashing throats of... Yeah. Kids, Innocent women, children, yep. and babies. What if the parents would have all been armed? What do you think the fourteen hundred Jews that are now dead? Do you think that that would still be the number we'd be talking about? Well, you know, uh, no. And it, it, it's so easy to go in and kick butt when you know you are armed and the people you're fighting against are armed. not. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. Hello? It's ridiculous. I mean, that's that's see. For, but, John, for people like you and me and Paul, that's just common sense, mm-hmm. right? That's just, that just makes sense. But there are people that say, oh, no, guns are the problem. No, it wasn't guns that decapitated babies and children yeah. in Gaza or just outside of Gaza in Israel. That wasn't guns that did that. It was knives. You know, I, I would have loved to have seen uh, Joe Biden walk into the um, American Legion Club that I happen to be in Saturday in small town Minnesota for the Deer Hunters uh, Ball where they gave away 11 guns 
and everybody was dressed in blaze orange, loaded to the hilt. I'd love to see Joe Biden walk in somewhere and go, oh, where am I? I? I don't know where I'm at. It would be funny. Well, no, he would just make up a lie about how he's been a hunter his entire life. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. <laughs> and then and where's the ice cream? Yeah. 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 yeah oh, really- boy. That's, you know, my dad, he, uh, he wore orange every day back when I was in yeah. mm-hmm. clown show. Yeah. And, th- and then he got killed in the war, right? Yeah. Something like that. What kind, what kind of, uh, yeah. You know, um, so I, I did see a post, and uh, so me and Dean looked it up. Uh, Gal Gadot and some uh, Hollywood. Um, Gal Gadot? Yeah. yeah. Yes, Gal Gadot. Wonder, yeah. Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder she, Woman, yeah. She's from uh, she's Israel. Israel. Yeah, she's, she's Israeli. Israeli. Yeah, she is. They're making a... Uh, uh, what was it? The weapons or I can't. Remember. But they're doing like a footage of all of the crap that went on in Hamas with like you know putting babies in ovens and all that kind of stuff. But I can't remember. It was like LPN or something. I'd, wow. She's, uh, yeah, she's, uh, yeah, beautiful woman. And she is Israeli. In fact, she fought in the Israeli army, which is a mm-hmm. requirement yeah. for adults at a certain age. Yep. I don't really? remember what the year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you only have so many you're, years. You have to do it by the time you're like 30 or something like that. You have to do, I think, one year. I don't remember. Maybe, yeah. Maybe two. Every, I think some it's a couple of years. Different. I think it's yeah. a couple of years uh, in Israel. And yeah. it, she sure is. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not alone. I mean, uh-huh. I've, I've, uh, I, I hope. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's Gal Gadot. I think that's how she pronounced her last name. Good. I think it's. I Gadot. I, I've always called her Gadot, but I have no idea. I so just call her yeah, Wonder Woman. She's, <laughs> Gal. Why I have to say it Gal. that way? Yeah, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she did. Can you imagine fighting next to her? See, I still, I, I'm against. I don't think that women's role is to fight. I think that that's the men's role. Um, that's my toxic masculinity mm-hmm. there. You notice that? I don't think women should be going risking life and limb to protect the homeland. I yeah. think that's a man's job. Okay. And so accuse me of toxic masculinity oh. that I could, because I don't think that women should be walking around without arms and legs. Yeah. I don't think that because they got them blown off in a war. I think that's a man's job mm-hmm. to go and fight I, I, to protect the homeland. I, I tend to agree with you, but I, I think it all comes down to how good of a shot are they? <laughs> Well, <laughs> they're a better shot than me. Here you go. A lot of them are actually women. Oh, I know. Uh, you know, my mother shot. Uh, she when she was in high school, she mm-hmm. was part of a. Uh, they had some kind of a program. I don't know what it was, but it was a shooting thing. So you could oh, sure. go and learn to shoot a rifle, and, and and it was actually in the basement of a church. Oh yeah. So she'd go down the basement of this church and and shoot this rifle, and she was a better shot. Most of the women were better shots than the guys. Not something. Yeah, I don't know why it is. It's something about their ability to focus or be steady yeah, or something. Yeah. They're thinking they're you know, they're focusing on that. Here's what it is. I think especially if it's if it's mixed, if it's boys and girls together, uh, teenagers, mm-hmm. the girls, the teenage girls are focused on the target. Yeah. And the teenage boys, they're behind the gun, but they're thinking about the girls. They're focused right? on the girls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, I mean, can can I get a little yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the way yeah. that's, oh, the way, that's, that's the way it is. That's what happens. That's right. That's they call that life. They call that growing right. up. And I think that that's one reason that they, you know, same thing, go back to school, who were the who who did really well in science and history and all the other classes? It was the girls because they were focused. They were listening to what the teachers were saying. And the guys were Looking at the girls yeah. who were focused on what the teachers were saying. Anyway, that's that's what it was like when I sure. was in school and when you were in school. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it's like that today. Yeah, I mean, I, is it like that today? I don't know. I, I'm guessing now a boy, if a high school kid is probably sitting there going, you know, I wonder what uh, she identifies as this week. You know? <laughs> ouch. Yeah, ouch. Who knows? No. All right. So last week, um, I kind of went through, we kind of did a really uh, kind of a a quick overview of how Israel became Israel, you know, starting with with Abram, God making promises to Abram, who, who, who later became Abraham, and he had sons, he had, you know, he had a son, Ishmael, with mm-hmm. with his handmaid, his wife's handmaid, Hagar, and then, and then he, and then he had another son by his wife Sarah when she was like 90 years old yeah. and that was Isaac right and so god had said that he's going to make his covenant with Isaac he promised the land to to Abram and his descendants and then um and then what the the 12 sons they both had they both both of those boys had 12 sons well they they both were promised to i mean they okay sorry 
when God approached Abram after, after Ishmael was born, mm-hmm. and he said, I'm going to make you a great nation, uh, and, and many peoples will come after you, Abram said to God, oh, that Ishmael may live before you. And God said, no, but I will make my covenant with your son, who you, who's born from your wife, Sarah. And that was Isaac. But I think because Abram asked God, may Ishmael live before you, that way he confirmed that he was going to make him a great nation as well. And yeah. he did. And that's the whole nation of the, uh, all the Arabs come from they're both semites both arabs and and jews are semites so anyway we talked about that last week um we talked about uh how how moses was uh you know a descendant of abraham isaac and jacob and Mm -hmm. she was he and the pharaohs were trying to kill all the jews uh the pharaoh was trying to kill the jews in egypt and then the, the the spies did we talk about the spies did we get to that part i don't remember if we did i don't think we did so, Mo, you remember Mo? So, anyway, were there any? I just wanted to know because of the, because nobody wrote in last week. I mean, are we on a format that people can actually watch live and write in? I mean, can they write? Can they text in questions? Anybody that's sure they watching? Can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did we get any texts last week? No, uh, we, we normally get them after the fact. Yeah. Uh, Not everybody can watch us at eleven live, anymore. Right. Yeah. No, I understand yeah. That. People yeah, have this exactly. thing called work. I, <laughs> what? Yeah. People, you know, you wouldn't know that by uh, the traffic in this town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, uh, like two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon, the roads are completely and packed. Like, not, don't people have jobs? And they're not all Uber drivers. I'll tell no, you that. No. So yeah, where does that come from? So, but I, I do know that I know someone, and I don't know if she's listening today, who walks around while she's working. She's got her earbuds in. And she listens to this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes she said it's funny because someone will say something on the show and she'll laugh. And her coworkers will like, <laughs> like, what are you laughing, what are you at? laughing at? Right. It's like when you start singing <laughs> and you don't realize you're singing out loud and people are looking at you like, what the yeah, heck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe we didn't get to that. Um, so uh, Moses was drawn out of the water. This is after Joseph is in, Joseph is living in, Joseph took his, his whole family went to Egypt. And so, and, and the, the Jews were multiplying greatly in Egypt, mm-hmm. right? And so the Pharaoh, the new Pharaoh that comes along, who doesn't know who Joseph was and doesn't know that Joseph actually saved Egypt by his, by his interpretation of the first Pharaoh's dream about the cows, right? We talked about that, the fat cows and the skinny cows. He saw seven fat cows and he saw seven skinny cows and the seven skinny cows ate the, the seven fat cows. And the same thing with these ears of corn, skinny corn and fat corn. And what, what does this mean? None of his, the, the Pharaoh brought all of his wise men, all of his magicians together and said, what does this dream mean? Tell me what it means. And they said, uh, tell us the dream and we'll tell you what it means. They said, no, no. No, he said, you're trying to trick me. Because <laughs> if I tell you what the dream is, you're going to just make something up. Mm-hmm. So he said, you tell me what the dream was, then tell me what it means. And the, uh, the, they said, oh, this is unfair. It's unfair, O king. You have to tell us the dream. Well, someone said, oh, there's a guy in prison because Joseph had gotten thrown into prison. They said, he can interpret dreams. And he really does. He's got a gift from God to interpret dreams. So Pharaoh brought him in, and it was Joseph. And Joseph said, O king, he said, I will tell you not only what the dream means, but I'll tell you the dream. Here was your dream, O king. He said, you dreamt that there were seven fat cows and seven skinny cows and seven fat ears of corn and seven skinny ears of corn. And the fat cows, uh, the skinny cows ate the fat cows, blah, blah, blah. He said, the seven fat cows are seven years of plenty, which we're starting right now. And then the seven skinny cows are seven years of famine, which is going to come after the seven years of plenty. And this is what you have to do. And so the king said, wow, this, not only was he so impressed that this, this Jewish kid who'd been thrown into jail for being falsely accused by one of his top guys' mm-hmm. wife of trying to rape her because she really wanted to take him to bed and he yeah. wouldn't go. Uh, so then she made this accusation. Um, he, he said, I'm going to put you in charge of everything. This pharaoh literally put Joseph in charge of everything in his kingdom. He was, because he had not only the ability to, to interpret dreams, but God had given him tremendous wisdom to know what to do how mm-hmm. how to respond in in regard to the stream so so that pharaoh made joseph in charge joseph later brought his whole 
maybe another day we'll talk about Joseph and his brothers and how that all happened because it's just a phenomenal story. But to get to the point about Israel, um, all his brothers ended up coming to Egypt and living there in security because they were his brothers. And so he was, they were treated very well by that pharaoh. But when that pharaoh died some 30 years later, was replaced by another pharaoh, this new guy is just seeing how the Israelites are multiplying in the land of Egypt. And that's what we talked about last week, that he said, what if some other country comes against us and these Jews side with them? They'll overpower us and, and destroy us because mm-hmm. they're, they're enmeshed within our society. So he gave orders that every Hebrew boy that was born must be thrown into the Nile and drowned. And it was Moses' mother who made an ark put him in the ark, this little basket, and put him in the ark and floated down the Nile. His sister, by the way, watched as the daughter of Pharaoh, who was at the Nile bathing or something, mm-hmm. she pulled him out and named yeah. him Moses, which means drawn out of the water. And so then Moses became this great man, right, in Egypt. Because he literally grew up in the courts of Pharaoh. He was Pharaoh's daughter's son. Mm-hmm. They believed that the Nile god gave him to her. It wasn't the Nile God. It was the God of heaven. And, uh, and so Moses grew up. And you remember what happened when Moses saw, saw an Egyptian official mistreating a Jewish worker, one of the slaves, because at this point they were enslaved, right? They're making bricks for Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And he saw one of the workers abusing, uh, one of the workers being abused by, by, by a, an Egyptian. What did Moses do? Do you remember that? Killed him. He killed him. Yeah, exactly. He killed him. Yeah, and we, then he we talked his... about this last week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm doing a review. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's the point. This is the no. review <laughs> of last week. Right. So we killed him, and then he buried him in the sand, and then it became known that he realized that it got out that he'd killed this guy. So Moses fled to the land of Midian, and there he herded sheep for a while. And while he was there, guess what happened? He was actually in a place, let's see if I could pull it up. Uh, he was in Midian and he saw something. Moses saw something. He was there for years. He's, he's an old man at this point. He's like 70 years old. He saw something that didn't make sense to him. He saw a bush burning, but not being consumed. It's like this bush mm-hmm. was on fire, but it's not burning up. Yeah. And he, he's seen enough fires and enough bushes to know that's not normal, right? <laughs> so he goes over to see what this strange thing is. He, he goes closer, and when he's there, and you remember the story of Moses and the burning bush? Sure. And what does God say to him? Because it's God who's actually drawing him. That's God in the burning bush, the non-burning bush. And he said, Moses, take off your sandals because the place you're standing is holy ground. And then he gives Moses the command to bring his people out of Egypt into a land that he's going to show him. Did we talk about this last week? Did we talk about this? I believe so. Um, I, was just, I was just thinking, uh, for some reason, The Three Amigos. Wasn't there a burning or a singing bush in that movie? <laughs> we did mention The Three Amigos on a show recently, but I don't know if it was this one or not. I don't know. I don't think it was this one. I would have remembered that. Okay. So, at this point, the... Israelites have been in Egypt for 400 years, and they've been in bondage for 400 years. Egypt was known as the, it became called the Iron Furnace. Mm-hmm. And so God calls Moses and he says, go to Pharaoh, tell him to let my people go out in the wilderness to, to worship me. A three days journey, I think, and to, to worship me. And Pharaoh says, no. He says, I'm not, he says, I'm not going to, he says, not only am I not going to do that, but he said, I am now going to have, there's a new, I've, I've got a new order. Because the Egyptians were having them work to make straw, uh, to make uh, bricks. They're making bricks for Pharaoh's cities, mm-hmm. right, to build the cities. He, and the, to make bricks, you need, you need clay and you need straw. And then they would bake the straw and then make the bricks. Or bake the, the, the bricks to make them. But the, the bricks had to be mixed with straw. Helped hold it, give it, you know, strength. And um, he said... We are no longer going to give you straw to make bricks, but the tally of bricks will not diminish. 
you've got to make the same number of bricks that we've required you to make up to this point. And they're working like morning till night already. He said, but to get to the straw, you've got to go out into the fields and you've got to find stubble and cut it down and gather it up and bring it in and mix it in with the bricks. And if you don't make the same amount of straw, then we're going to punish you. And they did punish, punish them heavily. So now the Egyptians are, I mean, the, the, the Israelites are like, the, the, you've made things worse. Things are worse. Mm-hmm. You know the expression that things have to get worse before they get better? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what it was like for the, for the Israelites, because now they're being beaten and really mistreated. <clears throat> and Moses is saying, God, what did I do wrong? You, I, I've, you've, I've become a, a curse to these people, the, my brothers. I've become a curse to them because now their life is really bitter. And, and God said, don't worry. You know, I've got this under control. You go back to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. And then Pharaoh says, no. And what, is, and what happens? God brings the plagues. He brings 10 plagues. He turns the river into blood, the, the Nile into blood. He brings a plague of locusts. He brings a plague, a, a plague of frogs. Um, multiple plagues become a, a plague of flies. Uh, these little gnats that are just everywhere. Like you can't breathe. You've got to walk. I mean, everyone's breathing in gnats, um, boils, uh, bad plagues came to Egypt. And the very last plague was the plague of death of the firstborn. And this is really important, the death of the firstborn. He said, I'm going to, because, because Pharaoh was, was rejecting God's command to let his people go. Egypt, uh, Israel is the firstborn of God as a country. He said, I'm going to kill your firstborn. The firstborn of every animal and human is going to die on this coming night. And then he said to Moses, you tell the Israelite people, you tell the Jews to take a lamb and and sacrifice a lamb and to take the blood of that lamb and to place the blood on the doorposts and lintels of your home. And when the angel of death comes to slay the firstborn, wherever the angel sees the blood, he will pass over and not kill the firstborn of that house. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. That was the command. And so Moses did that. The Israelites all put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts and lintels of their home. And the angel of death came and destroyed the firstborn in every household except the ones where the blood was put on the doorposts and the lintels of the home. That became known as Passover. Yep. That is the Jewish celebration that God commanded. You're going to celebrate Passover from now on. And it was after that 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 Pharaoh said, fine, go, take them, just go, just go, just leave us, get out of here and take whatever you want. And so people gave the Israelites, I mean, they took gold and jewelry and uh, whatever they asked for, they were able to take and they lit. They mm-hmm. left and God said, I'm now, I'm going to take you to the promised land, the land that was promised to you through Abram, through Abraham. The promised land, the land of, it's called Canaan, mm-hmm. the land of the Canaanites. But because the Israelites grumbled and they didn't do what, they, they, they basically did nothing but complain. I mean, they said things like, we, we're walking around in this desert with nothing. We had it better back in Egypt. Uh, God, you know, here's something about God. He's loving and kind and merciful, but he doesn't like complainers. He doesn't like grumbling. And so they grumbled. So they wandered in the desert. He, God had them literally going in circles in the desert for 40 years. And after 40 years, um, and actually, actually, Moses himself uh, was prevented from entering the promised land because he disobeyed God. God told him to do something. He said, go speak to this rock. The people need water. The rock will provide you know, water for the people. Moses went to the rock, and instead of speaking to the rock, he looked at the people. He got was so angry at the way that they were acting. He struck the rock with his staff. He hit the rock, and the rock produced water. But because he struck the rock rather than speaking to it, he said, you're not going to enter the promised land. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the reason for that is because the rock was actually symbolic of the coming Messiah who would give living water to the people of Israel and to anyone who would believe. So anyway... Uh, so anyway, they finally, so then, they, so then there's this guy, Joshua, and Joshua sends, they, they first send spies in the land. They say, oh, there are giants in the land. There were giants in the land. They said, we can't go in there. So I think they wandered around for uh, quite a bit longer. Eventually, Joshua 
leads Israelites into the promised land. And he says, yeah, there, this is like 15th century BC. Uh, and he says, yeah, there are spies, but we can take them. We can, we can go in and take them. And, and God is the one that provided the victory into Canaan, where the Canaanites were living and others. And he said, this is your land. I'm, I gave this to you for an everlasting uh, possession, and you're going, to, uh, you're going to have it. So they went in, and they took Israel. Okay, that's how they got there, after God promised the land to Abram. And one thing they didn't, they, while they were wandering the desert, God provided something for them because they needed to eat. He provided something called manna. Remember the manna from heaven? Manna. And um, manna, I, I, I'm told by Bible scholars that manna, the word manna, literally means, what is it? Because they didn't know what it was. It was stuff, this wafer Just kind of thing that came down from be heaven. Be quiet and eat it. But they didn't know what it was. <laughs> be quiet and eat it, exactly. And they said it was kind of sweet, and it was, and, uh, but they, called, they said, what is it? And, and God gave instructions. He said, every day you go out and you gather the manna, uh, for that day. But don't, don't only gather enough for you and your family for that day. Don't gather more than you need and try to save it for the next day. Don't do that. Just gather what you need for that day. So guess what some of the Israelites did? They went out and they gathered twice as much as they mm. needed. So they'd have some the next day. And the next day came and it's all filled with maggots and it's just rotten and it's stunk. I mean, it was bad. Moral of the story do it the way God tells you to do it. Listen. (laughs) But he said, but on Friday, you were to gather twice as much because you're not to go out and gather any on the Sabbath, which is Saturday. So the Sabbath goes from sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday. That's the way that the Jewish calendar Mm -hmm. works. That's the way the day works. The day begins at sundown and it ends at sundown. So he said, go out on Friday and gather twice as much. And guess what? When they did that, it didn't rot. It didn't get filled with maggots. It was still good the next day. Any other day of the week, if they gathered it, it was no oh, good sure, the next day. Sure. <laughs> so it was called manna. It wasn't cake. It wasn't frosted. But that's what the Israelites ate in the wilderness for 40 years. And I would recommend on Friday doubling up at Oh for Heavens. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You know, every time I talk about Oh for Heaven's Cakes, I get hungry. Uh, I tell you what, all you got to do is walk in to the Grand Cities Mall, especially if you walk in the north backside door. Uh, just breathe. Just smell. Just take a whiff. Best cupcakes and cakes, it doesn't matter. Maybe you got a special occasion. Maybe you're just hungry. Maybe you got the munchies. Walk in to find out, but I'm warning you, you won't want to leave. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4. Saturdays, 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE. Or you can go to overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Um, you know what? You might be thinking I'm kind of nuts, but uh, it's not too early to start thinking about graduation. Uh, we got the holidays coming up. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Check them out. You're going to love it. Coming war against Israel, World War III, and why it matters. The Great Reset Hidden Agenda. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition on the show. And uh, the show will officially change names uh, next week. We'll talk about that uh, maybe next week. But um, uh, here we are again. Um, yeah. So, 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 John, I just want to reiterate, um, the, why is, why, because we're talking about Israel again, why is that, why is it important? What I've been trying to establish, and the whole reason that I've been going through this, this history of Israel and the, the biblical explanation of how Israel became Israel, how that land became the possession of the Jews, and God said, this is yours for an everlasting possession. So if you were to hazard a guess, either one of you, you don't have to be a Bible scholar. Um, you don't even have to be really biblically literate to answer this question. What would you think if someone said to you, what do the words everlasting possession, what do you think that means, everlasting possession? Like everlasting? <laughs> just, Is that just, like a song just, title? Just going to take a, a yeah, punch on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out, do you? It's, um, there's, a, there's a pastor in Jerusalem uh, who is, uh, his, he's, a, he's, an, he's, an, he's a Jewish believer in Jesus. 
and um, his name is Shmuel Smaja or, or Sam, because Shmuel is the Hebrew word, Hebrew name from which we get the name Samuel. So Samuel is Shmuel in, in Hebrew. And so his name is uh, Sam, or his friends call him Sammy Smaja. And, uh, which, by the way, um, his, my, when my wife became a Christian, his, his wife, uh, Sam Smaja's wife, actually um, uh, discipled my wife as a new Christian, uh, which is pretty cool. Anyway, uh, Samuel Smaja is a pastor in Israel right now. He's an Israeli citizen, and, uh, um, and so he pastors a church there. He said, when talking about the land, he said, we have a deed to this land. And, and it's, it's this. This is the deed. This, is, this explains where God said, I'm going to give you this land. Here are the borders of the land. Here, these are the boundaries of the land. And it's going to be yours for an everlasting possession. So this concept that we hear in the news about Israel being occupiers of the land, they're not occupiers, they're owners. I mean, the fact of the matter is, who, who owns the whole, who, who made the earth? Who made the earth? I don't think they even know who named it earth. <laughs> right. but, Seriously. Well, it's, uh, yeah, who named it earth? It's not called earth in other languages. No. Right, we, we <laughs> it's they're like mundo is uh earth in Spanish, okay. I don't know what it is in Greek. But, uh, well, here, so I have a but, question for you now for the, the people that are out there, you know, protesting and everything, yes. Because uh, I think what a lot of people have a the understanding is that Israel actually um kind of funded Hamas to come in there and then used. <laughs> And then they, so this is the conspiracy theory behind all this right now. Okay. And then they had Hamas attack Israel so that they could go into war and completely eliminate Palestine from the map. So who so, could do that? Who could it, eliminate Palestine? So Israel could. So, and then you have America, which is funding Palestine and also funding Israel. So they're giving food and humanitarian aid to Palestine, but then they're giving Israel money to keep the war going. So it's like almost like this conspiracy theory where this has all been planned and set up to eliminate Palestine. Yeah, and, and also, by the way, Palestine is or was originally called uh, was BLM territory or Black Lives Matter territory. That's, um, that's originally actually where Palestine came from. And the Ku Klux Klan is the founder of Black Lives Matter. I don't know if you knew that. Wow. But uh, yeah, and, and Black Lives Matter actually started... The Ku Klux Klan. No, this is nonsense. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you, I mean, how, how are you serious? That's it's what like, they're saying. Yeah. Okay. So, so hey, and you know what? The vaccine is safe and effective <laughs> <laughs> for the seven percent of the people that have taken it. Yeah. And and, and, and masks stop COVID. Mm. And just wash your hands, wear your mask, and stay six feet apart. Yeah. And you'll be fine. So, yeah, people say a lot of things, but what, this is what this show is about, getting to the truth of the matter. To say that Israel, look, uh, <laughs> Israel is the most hated nation in the world, in world history. There's no nation that has been more consistently attacked and vilified than Israel ever. In the history of the world. You know, I got to say, though, the seeing the footage, that Iron Dome is impressive. Holy cow. You should see it just knocking out rockets that are coming into that thing. It is. It is. But, but my point is, um, why would the most hated nation in the world say, hey, you know what? Let's create an organization that really hates us yeah. and that's designed to completely attack and destroy us. Let's do that. Hey, that's a good idea. I mean, come on, seriously? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, well, if you want to believe it, you know, right. go get your next booster. Make sure you get your booster. In fact, get double up on the boosters because if one's good, two's got to be twice as good, oh, right? Sure. Yeah, just like a mask. Mm -hmm. Just like a mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Two or three masks and two or three or four boosters at a time. You got two arms, get good one on each arm. What the heck? Yeah. Yep. yep. So, and then stay home. So. <laughs> 
So why is so one of the questions that I asked that I was going to ask on one of the other shows is why the Jew hatred? Why is there Jew hatred in the world? And um, I was actually listening to an interview by a, a pastor. There's a, a man who pastors a church called Calvary Church in New Mexico. His name is uh, Pastor Skip Heitzig, and um, he is. Uh, I'm very impressed with him. I uh, I've got some friends in New Mexico, and I don't think they even know about this church. Um, but he was talking. He did a Zoom call with Pastor Smaja and was talking with him about that. And Pastor Smaja said, and I think he's right on the money, the Jewish people, God made a covenant with the Jewish people. I read that on this show. You remember, I think, John, I think you were driving during, the, during that time, so you weren't here. But God made a covenant with the Jewish people uh, through Abraham. And he said, look up at the stars in the sky. If you can number them, that's the way that your descendants will be as the stars of the sky, or the sand on the seashore. If you can count mm-hmm. all the grains of sand on the seashore, that's how many descendants you're going to have. So that's obviously, that's a figure of speech to say, uh, it, no one will be able to count how many. You, right. Right. So, but God made a covenant with the people, and then he gave them his law. And he said, you are to, he said, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. God said that over and over and over again. Now, if God said that to you, I will be your God, and you'll be my people. That's a tremendous blessing, but it also carries a, a certain, burden. Yeah, a burden. Mm-hmm. A certain level of responsibility. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is that God says in Scripture, I didn't choose you because you're the most mighty, powerful, handsome, uh, most clever. That's not why I picked you. In fact, he said you were the, the, the smallest of the nations. He said you were kind of puny. Yeah, you were the wimpy one. You were the wimpy one. You, he said, I picked you. Not because you're strong, but because I can display my glory through you. Mm-hmm. How much is God glorified if he picks the strongest player on the team, and then that strong player goes around and beats everybody else? Right. right. Well, well, obviously, he's the strongest. But what if he picks the weakest player, and the weakest player goes out and defeats everybody else? That says something, right? Then you got to say, hey, you know what? It wasn't that guy. He's too weak. Mm-hmm. He had to have help. That's why, that, I believe that that's why God, well, that's, that's what he says. It's because God, want, God should be glorified in everything. And so God chose Israel. But because he chose Israel, because he chose the Jewish people, what that means is that they are an everlasting reminder that there is a God in heaven. That we're not just here on our own, doing our own thing and making our own rules, Right? If there's a God in heaven, if he's the one that created us, then that means he makes the rules. And if we ignore his rules, then we pay the price. Have we seen that in scripture? You go from Genesis all the way to, uh, to, to Malachi. That's the Old Testament. And you see how the Jewish people disobeyed God over and over and over again, and God disciplined them over and over and over again. But he said, I will not destroy you despite your disobedience because of the because I'm going to glorify my name through you. So I will punish you, but I'm not going to wipe you out entirely. And I'll bring you back. And he did that. And it happens. So people say to me, well, the God of the New Testament is all loving and kind and forgiving and merciful. But the God of the Old Testament is harsh and cruel and he's vindictive and bloodthirsty. No, just, I, just the opposite is true. If you read the Old Testament, you see God's mercy toward his people again and again and again and again. And that demonstrates his loving kindness and his mercy. But again, those people are a reminder to the world that there's a God who is in charge. And, and a lot of people don't like that. But more than that, there's an enemy. So I, I hate to use these. I'll use this. So, so this, who's going to be the good guy in this little team here who you the dog obviously the right so here's the good guy here right (laughs) satan has we always see him with horns so we'll pretend these little pointy ears are the horns it's not just us and god that's not how it works it's us and god but there's also a devil and satan exists and he's real and the spiritual battle that goes on that we can't see with our eyes just like you can't see COVID with your eyes, right? So if, if I've got COVID and you don't, and I'm sitting here talking with you and I'm breathing the same air that you're breathing, there's a good chance that you're going to get COVID too. Unless, of course, you have a mask and are boosted. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so we don't see the spiritual battle that's going on, but that doesn't mean it's not going on. Satan hates God, and he hates his people, and he hates the fact that his people represent him, and they, re- they, they represent that, that there's a God that we all have to uh, deal with. You know, I, well, so you, may, you make me bring up a question that, you know, because you say that, you know, Israel is, you know, God's land and, you know, all that, all that stuff. But, well, then how do you explain China? Because wasn't China a civilized country way before all of, like, everything? I mean, wasn't, like, China, like, the first? That's why it's got, I mean, like, what was it, the Ming Dynasty or something? I mean, it was, it was massive. It was huge, enormous. So, yeah, no, I don't. China's not older than Israel. I mean, China was certainly as a nation. I mean, the, the, how long the people were there? You know, there's a there's a, there's a there's a joke that says that, you know, that that uh, that the Jewish people are you know six thousand years old. The the, the Chinese uh, culture is is four thousand years old, and the Chinese guy says the Jewish guy, well, you people eat the first two thousand years. Because, okay, if you don't get it, if you live in the big city, um, Jewish people enjoy Chinese food, Okay. Right? So that's, hence the joke, what did you people eat for the first 2,000 years? Because there were no Chinese restaurants, right? Because there's no China. But, um, but the, the, the scripture says that God established every group of people everywhere in the world and established the borders and the boundaries that they would be living in. And so the people in China were the people that God created them to, and they were living in China uh, or the areas around China. Uh, same with Russia, same with uh, people in, um, in uh, you know, um, Africa. Uh, God establishes those people after the flood to live in those parts of the world where he put them, basically. Okay, so people, like, uh, Jewish people are... Older than Chinese people in the realm of like yeah, it, civilization. It, it, right. And yeah, in terms of in terms of being a people that well, so before before God spoke to Abram, uh, Abram was living in, in what, Mesopotamia, uh, he was living in Haran. And God told him to go from his land, from his people, to this land that he was going to show him, which was Canaan, which is today, we know that as Israel. Some people say, oh, no, that's Palestine. But there's no such... Palestine was, as we talked about, in, in, in 135 AD, the Emperor Hadrian, Roman Emperor Hadrian, after kicking the Jews all out, because the Jews had fought against the Roman army and really had embarrassed them. I mean, this, the, the war between the Jews and, and, and Rome lasted for three and a half years. And so... That was embarrassing for the Romans. So after they finally were able to kick them out of their land that God gave to them, um, he wanted to insult them. Hadrian wanted to insult the Jews. And so he did by renaming uh, Israel Syria-Palestina after their, you know, arch enemies, the Philistines. And one Bible scholar said that at that time, Rome didn't have a... They couldn't make the F sound for Philistine with a P, so they just call it Palestina instead of Philistina. It would have been Philistina, but it's Palestina, and that's where the word Palestine comes from. Oh, okay. So, so up until 1948, anyone that was living there... But the, the thing is, there's never been a Palestinian government. There isn't a Palestinian religion. There, who's the Palestinian emperor or king or ruler there aren't any. It was just a name that was given to that to Israel by these this Hadrian who hated Israel um, as an insult. That's all it was. Yeah, because uh, Ben Shapiro he went to uh, the Oxford campus over in the United Kingdom, I think it was, and you know he had one of the debates, and one of the girls up there well, she started off with climate change, but then at the end of it she said free Palestine, and she walked away, and he. Uh, grabbed the mic and he said which part and she wouldn't answer and he said no seriously come back here come back to the bit the, the yeah, debate yeah. and tell me which part and he said i heard you say from the river to the sea so basically that means the annihilation of all jews correct yes yeah that is the that is the goal of the plo 
PLO, which is the Palestine Liberation Organization, which was run uh, back in the 70s and 80s. Um, I don't remember when he died, but you remember the, you know the name uh, Yasser Arafat, mm -hmm. right? He was the head of the PLO, the Palestine Liberation Organization. And uh, truly one of the most wicked, corrupt, evil men ever to walk the planet. Uh, the number of people that he killed, brutally killed, um, is, uh, is horrific. And yet he, got, he received uh, peace prize, you know, global peace prizes. Why would anybody give a peace prize to a guy that, that loves cutting people's heads off or shooting them in the face or doing any of the things he did? Maybe, but he made it clear that the goal of the PLO, the Palestine, which is today the PA, the PA, it was the Palestine Liberation Organization, and today it's called the PA, which is the Palestinian Authority, but it's the same organization, basically, with the same goals. Um, and their goal is to destroy Israel. So we, we uh, so let's see, do I want to go to this map? I've got a brand new map. Let me see if I can, um, let's see if I can. Well, you know, and you know, I mean, this is something that is kind of confusing to me as well, because, you know, obviously Israel just keeps hammering missiles into Gaza and, you know, they're sending ground troops and everything. And everybody's saying like, at what point, do you say that you've won before? I mean, do, or is the goal to just completely annihilate uh, Gaza and destroy every civilian that's in there to just to try to get to Hamas? Which, I mean, how, how do they know when they're finally finished with Hamas? Yeah, that's a good question. So keep in mind that Gaza is part of Israel, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a separate country. Gaza is, is part of Israel. Can we just go to the map very quickly? Yeah. Do you have that? Um, You can look right there. Perfect. So you see Israel there. This is Gaza right here, right? That little section right there. That's yep. Gaza. And this other, the, the, the tan part, <laughs> this is Israel. Okay. Here's the West Bank, uh, which is also under Palestinian control right now. But they gave Gaza over and they gave the authority um, to the people in Gaza to have their own little kind of little area. And they said, you can, so, you know, appoint your own government. And so they appointed so that's Gaza and then that's the West Bank. Yes. Okay. Right. And so so they so they uh, the, the folks living in Gaza, um, many of whom were Arabs, they elected Hamas leaders in Gaza. And. These are the people who, and Israel allowed it. We'll do in another show, we'll do how many times Israel has given away the farm, literally, for peace. They want peace. They just want to be left alone. They've given away land over and over and over again. The term land for peace was a big deal back in the 1970s. Um, but it never works because the PLO, or now the PA, is committed to the entire complete and utter destruction of the nation of Israel. And it started in 19, 1948, right? The, the, the first war. After the, the day after Israel was declared as a nation, that land was given to them as, an, as a permanent, for statehood, permanent land um, by the United Nations, recognizing the ancient boundaries, with, which they then shaved down to a mere fraction. Um, Just really quick, can you go back to the map? Because I, I have a question for you. Sure, yeah. And nobody can see what I'm pointing at here, but I'll, I'll because because I keep uh, hearing about the West Bank. Yes. So that's occupied by this, Palestine, the, then, right? Right. So, and then this is the whole thing is Israel. All this, or, this or, tan, or, or yeah. orange part. Yes, right. So, what is the what's the big hype about the West Bank that I keep hearing about? Well, it's, you know, if you look at it, it's, I mean, I don't know what the hype you're hearing, but if you look at it, if you imagine this. Is, is West Bank the yellow part? To the yes, place? right, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so if you ask this question, if, if this is your country, first of all, there, so we have, so here's Cairo, so let me just back up a little bit. So here's Egypt. Egypt, by the way, Egypt is the only, of all the 
Muslim nations, Egypt did make a, a peace accord with Israel years ago, and they've been trying to have peaceful relations with Israel. Um, Jordan, which you can see here in the green, they're not friends of Israel. Saudi Arabia down here, purple, they're not friends of Israel. Uh, they're enemies of Israel. Iraq in the yellow is an enemy of Israel. Syria is an enemy of Israel. And Turkey is an enemy of Israel. So Israel is surrounded by enemies. And the only ones that they have had good relations with over the, the past several years has been Egypt. So, um, so just imagine this is your land and now you give this section to a group of people who may just decide that they want to destroy you. Think about what kind of, I mean, can you think of a better spot to be in if you want to destroy the people living in this dark tan spot mm -hmm. than to be, so if you, you can set up troops here, you can set up troops here, and troops here. <laughs> we'll get into the coming war against Israel. But the fact is that they have, have, have given away land, they've allowed the uh, the Arab nations to take more and more and more of their property so they can have peace. The PLO is dedicated to nothing less. They say to, they want to push them into the sea. They want to destroy them, all of them. Let me ask you something. How many Israeli officials have you ever heard say, our goal is to destroy the Arab nations? Our goal is to destroy every single Muslim in the world. Every single Muslim in the Middle East. How many times have you heard an Israeli official say that? Well, I've only heard you, the, not this who's dinging? not in Yahoo. Um, I, just recently. I mean, I've never really paid attention to Israel before this. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that you're paying attention now. I'll tell you. I think everybody is now. <laughs> you, you're right. They should be. <laughs> you know what God calls Israel? You know what he calls it? He calls it the apple of his eye. He calls it the center of the world. God refers to Israel as the center of the world, okay? That's not me talking, that's God, it's in scripture. I'll tell you the answer to the question. There aren't any. There are no Israeli officials talking for the, the destruction of the Arabs or the Arab nations. There are no Israeli officials talking about, we've got to kill all the Muslims. Nobody's doing that. No one is doing that. It's a one-way street of hatred. The Jewish children are taught, you know, you judge people based on the way that they act, the way that they behave, but we want peace. Arab children in this region, these regions, are taught from the time that they're toddlers. The Jews are evil people. We must kill the Jews. We must kill the Jews. We have to kill the Jews. That's what Allah wants. Allah wants us to kill Jews. So you have one group of people who's saying, let's just live in peace together. And you have another group of people saying, we'll have peace once you're all dead. Someone said uh, recently, if every Hamas member, if every Arab who's been fighting against Israel were to lay down their weapons and not pick them up again, there would be peace in the Middle East forever. If every Israeli, every Jewish person laid down their weapons, never to pick them up again, they'd be completely annihilated. It would be suicide. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really true. Um, in, uh, what was the year? Um, 19, I'm trying to remember, hold on, I think it's... Um, there was an accord that was made in... Uh, boy, it was after the PLO... Uh, became the, the 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 Palestinian Authority, and the the Arab League, they had a they convened in in um, Khartoum, uh, in Sudan, and they declared the three no's regarding their relationship with Israel. This is the Palestinian, the PLO, Palestinian Authority position on Israel. Three no's: no peace, no recognition, no negotiations. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> How do you deal with an organization that is committed to your total destruction? That it will accept nothing else. This is their plan. 
no peace, no rec- in other words, when they say no recognition, that means they don't recognize Israel as a nation. Even though the United Nations said this land in the Middle East, this strip of land, this is going to become the nation of Israel. Officially, we will recognize this as Israel. This is the land that belongs to the Israeli people. Oh, by the way, they're the only ones who've lived there continuously for over 3,000 years. Over 3,000 years. There, there have been Israel, uh, Jewish people living in that land. Even after the, the, the Jewish, uh, the, excuse me, the, the Roman army kicked them out, there were still pockets of Jewish settlements throughout Israel. And, and <laughs> so on. So, so this idea that somehow the, the Israelites are occupiers of that land is nonsense. They're not occupiers. They've been there. That land has been theirs since God gave it to Abraham. And the Arab nations surrounding it, we're going to look at that. Not next week. We can't do it next week. We'll have to do it the week after next week. Um, and I'll get all my maps working. I've got a brand new map, and I'm ha- very excited about that. And now we've got this... What's that? We've got working software. We've got to work on. I can almost guarantee that two weeks from now we will have some kind of technical difficulty. So, Dean, just be prepared for are, that. Are you? Uh, do you have a guest next week? We do. Yes, okay. thank you, sir. We have a guest next week, and um, uh, her name is Lydia, and uh, she is behind the uh, the the secure the vote uh, program here mm-hmm. in North Dakota. We want to get this initiated measure on the ballot to turn North Dakota into a, uh, a state with paper ballots because paper ballots are really, really hard to fake. Uh, this, is a, this is something that's going to be good. It, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican, an independent. We should have fair elections, right? Yeah. The elections should all be counted fairly. The, the votes, you want your vote to count when you vote in Minnesota? I want my vote to count when I vote in North Dakota. I don't want just part of my vote going toward the candidate that I'm voting for. I want the whole thing going, right? Sure. And when you've got election machines, they're able to take a vote and split up and say, okay, well, three quarters of your vote is going to go towards your candidate, but one quarter is going to go toward the other guy. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the machines can do that. And there are some analysts who said that that's exactly what they did in the 2020 election. You can't do that with a paper ballot. It's you check the person that you want and you don't check the person you don't want. And that whole vote goes to them. So um, it's hard to rig paper. That's the bottom line. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, so Lydia will be here uh, next week and she will be talking about massive uh, irregularities and not just that, but problems within the state of North Dakota. There are people holding office who she says should not be holding office because they weren't placed there legally oh um she's very very smart lady and she's got a lot of information and uh and so i'm not sure if she'll be here by i I think she'll be here by zoom uh but one way or the other she has said that she'll be here and then and then next and that'll give me two weeks uh to get all my map stuff together and then we'll because we do need to talk about the coming war uh you notice that iran iran or as they say in Texas, Skip Biden says, in Texas, it's Iran. But, right, you notice that Iran is, uh, is cozying up to China now. Well, duh. And yeah. at some point, they're going to cozy up to Russia. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see a coalition. And here's the interesting part. All this is laid out in Scripture. These coalitions, these, these alliances between enemies of Israel are going to be made, and the Bible, I don't know why that, I don't see how that... Oh, it's your computer. That's my computer, mm. but I turned off messages, so I don't know why I'm still getting them. Sorry about that. Um, uh, how, would, how would someone who lived thousands of years ago know what politically is going to happen in the 21st century? I mean to the country, like this country and that country and that country and this country and this country and this country. How would they know that? Especially if those countries weren't even countries back then. Yeah. How would they know? They, they couldn't. It's impossible. But God, who is not bound by time like we are, who sees everything from the beginning to the end all at once, he knew exactly what would happen. And he also knew which nations he was going to call to do what. 
And that's what we're going to talk about because God is going to be powerfully moving in the upcoming days and months and years. Yeah. You know, it's it's really scary, like, because, you know, everybody's talking about, like, World War Three, and, you know, and you talk about these alliances between Russia and Iraq and Iran. China yeah. or Iran. Um, and there was a board game that I used to play when I was in high school called Axes and Allies. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's a... Oh, yeah. Dean, 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 Dean gives Dean me the thumbs that. up yeah. on that. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I mean, it's exactly like World War II. You have all of these, you know, I mean, that, that's what it was. It was a war between countries. Right. And they, they, all, they all picked a side. It was like, you know, playing dodgeball. Who are you going to get on your team? Who do you think is going to win? I'm going to get – well, China looks like he's really strong and can throw hard. I'll get on his side. Yeah. You know? Right, exactly. Well, so here's the, here's the, the, the thing, and this is what we're going to find out two weeks from now. Not only does God say who fights with who against whom, he says who's going to win. And he says how they're going to win. And he says what's going to happen after that. And so we don't have to guess. Uh, and it is scary. What's, what's happening is scary. But it is a, all of it is a spiritual battle. And I think that uh, Pastor Smaja is exactly right. I think that this hatred of the Jews which started even before the Romans. I mean, the Babylonians and the Romans and the, uh, the, the Philistines, they all hated the Jews. Hitler hated the Jews. You know, Hitler was actually advised by one of uh, uh, PLO, you know, Yasser Arafat's grandfather. Like, his grandfather was an, was an associate of Adolf Hitler and helping him to wipe out the Jews. Why? Is there another group? Of, let, let me ask you both this. And, and then we're going to wrap this up. Is there another group of people that you can think of who's living alive right now today who for over a thousand years, some other group of people have been saying, we just got to wipe them out. We just got to completely annihilate them. We just got to kill them all. We got to kill them all. Is there any group like that that you can think of? Yeah, not off the top of my head. Okay, three guys thinking, no, you know what? There aren't any. Only Israelites, only the Jews, only the ones that the Bible calls God's chosen people, the people with whom he made an everlasting covenant. And by the way, the, he made multiple covenants with Israel, but the covenant with Israel about the land, the land covenant, that was an irrevocable covenant, and it was a, it was a one-way covenant. In other words, the people of Israel didn't have to do anything for that covenant to take place. So most, most covenants is like, you do this, I'll do this. You break your end of the deal, I don't have to carry out my end of the deal. The land covenant, when God gave that land to Abraham and his descendants, the Israelites, the people that came from Jacob, that was, that was a one-way covenant. It was only God. God said, I'm going to fulfill this covenant. I'm doing it. No matter what you do, I'm going to secure this covenant by myself. If you're obedient, that land is yours. If you're disobedient, that land is yours. If I kick you out of the land, that land is yours. If I bring you back to the land, that land is yours. That land is your land. By a promise that I'm making to you, which will never change. That's the land that we're talking about. So why does everybody hate the Jews? Why? At some point, I believe that uh, the entire world will be against Israel. And um, I hope to be living in Israel at that time, so I'm not part of it. Because... <laughs> I don't want to be on the wrong side of God. And remember, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, boy. Uh, thank you very much, David and uh, Paul, the producer. By the way, uh, we did get a message from uh, Marie Stewart. Uh, we need to start messaging, mass messaging our representatives regarding the May 24th, 2024 vote for the World Pandemic Treaty Signing. I didn't know there was such a thing. Thank you very much, Marie. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor today, Rumors Sports Bar and Grill here in the Grand Cities Mall. Tell you what, place called uh, covered with wall-to-wall TVs. Uh, you can watch UND Sports. You can watch your favorite teams on TV. Uh, they've got buses to UND Sports and all the big concerts. You can bet on the horses. You can play bingo. You can try your luck with charitable gaming. They got great lunch and dinner specials, $7 express lunches. They've got room for parties, Mondays, DJ trivia night, uh, and also home of the world famous beer tower. Tell you what, check it out. Rumor Sports Park Casino. If you have never been there, 
You're going to absolutely love it. In fact, today their lunch special is boneless wings for just eight bucks. Check it out. All right. Rumor Sports Park Casino. Everybody have yourself a great day. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the upcoming high school hockey season like we do every year. And tomorrow we're going to talk. We're going to kick it all off. Grand Forks Red River head coach Tim Scarperud. We'll talk about last year. What's in store for this season? Uh, I'm a hockey nut. I can't wait. And remember, everybody, to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show that way. It's pretty cool. And uh, if you're looking for some Grand Forks Best Source merchandise, go to gfbsmerch.com. You know, we love the Grand Cities. Grand Forks Best Source is giving them an identity again.